Hello, and welcome to episode 105 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Kai B to The Modern Manager community. We are building a wonderful group of managers from around the world who gather online to support each other by coming together to share struggles, offer advice, and give support and encouragement. I hope you'll consider joining us as membership starts at just $2 a month. You can learn more about all the various perks and member levels at themodernmanager.co slash join. Now, today's guest is Jacqueline Lindsay, co-founder and CEO of kindness.org. Jacqueline believes that kindness is humanity's greatest asset. It was this ethos that inspired her to launch kindness.org, a global nonprofit building evidence-based programs for kinder classrooms, communities, and workplaces. Jacqueline and I talk about the role kindness plays in our work environment, why being kind matters, how you can still show kindness even at a distance, and how to get your team on board with the idea of being kinder. Now here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jacqueline. First, I have to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Carissa Reiniger, who introduced us. And for all my listeners, you might remember Carissa. She was my guest on episode 57, talking about her business, Silver Lining, and how she manages through autonomy. But Carissa is awesome, and she brought you and me together, Jacqueline. So shout out to Carissa, because I'm so glad that I know you as a person now. Yes, me too. So when we first met, it was an event that Chris had organized, and you were talking about your organization and kindness, which is why I wanted you to come and share all of your interesting research and learnings and approaches, because kindness is awesome. But to start us off, why are you spreading kindness in the world? Great question. So when I think about really humanity's greatest asset and what it looks like to propel us as a society forward. I feel like it's kindness. And over time, it was an intrinsic feeling that has now evolved the more that I've studied it, learned about it. And that's both personally and through the work kindness.org is doing that kindness is a choice. It's an action, it's measurable, and it's incredibly potent with its effects. And so I can think of no greater mission I get to work on than to help activate people to choose kindness around the world. So what is all this research? Because it definitely was inspiring and exciting to me to start to actually learn the numbers and the importance and the impact that kindness can have. So what is all the research telling us? Yeah. So when we began, one of the things that was most important to to me, to our team, was to be research-led. We felt it was important that by being underpinned by science, we could really equip people to understand the why behind it and to have those data points. And that can combat the skepticism you might feel or how often I have had people say, well, I can't really be kind in a work setting. And so much of the work we do has been to try and combat those stereotypes of kindness being fluffy, nebulous, feminine, you know, you name it. At some point, someone has probably thought 
it may not be for them and, and they have a reason why. So by leading with data and research, we really hope to break that down and equip people to understand more about it. Within that, the first thing we did was to investigate if there was a link between our kind actions and our well-being and happiness. The reason we selected this as the first thing to study is because if we were going to be encouraging and promoting people to choose kindness themselves, I wanted them to know what the benefit was, if any. We had the incredible fortune of getting to collaborate with scientists from Oxford University to conduct this study. It's a systematic literature review is what we did. And what emerged is called a meta-analysis. These scientists analyzed hundreds of papers that had looked at this exact topic. Is there a link between our kind actions and our well-being? And the results were phenomenal. In fact, one of our scientists who came in as a skeptic is now our research director because he was so overwhelmed with the evidence that our kind acts have a significant effect on our happiness and well-being and in fact are one of the most effective ways to improve the well-being of you and another human being at the same time. So that's just one of you know many research studies we've conducted. We do both our own and we evaluate other research in the field and all of our learnings is what informs our programs and products that we provide to people to bring kindness into workplaces, communities, and schools. So you talked about the findings around kindness and the benefits to the individual. And then you mentioned that it also is a great way to enhance you and the other person, which is really cool because usually it feels like if I do something for somebody else, it benefiting them more than it's benefiting me, but it sounds like you're saying, no, actually, this is equally mutually beneficial and at little cost. Exactly. And what's even more amazing is if there's a witness, they're also affected. So when you think of the ripple effect, the opportunity, when you when you hear the phrase kindness is contagious, it is. <laughs> there's actual evidence to show the more people who are seeing it, experiencing it, exposed to it, they themselves then want to do more of it. And uh, even a layer out from that is children, of course, I'm sure as any parent can appreciate, will model our behavior. And so there's a lot now emerging around when children are seeing us choose kindness that they themselves begin adopting those behaviors as well. So it's something that is often free, can take very little time. We're never encouraging people to think about it in a heroic way, although, of course, kindness can have there can be actions we take that are of, of great heroic value to someone, but it really is the small acts that have the most significant impact. And that's what's so exciting about the power of kindness in any environment we're in. The positive implications it has on our mental well-being, our emotional well-being, our happiness, our life satisfaction, evidence to back all of it up that those things will be positively increased. That's incredible that if you witness a kind act that you are impacted by that. I mean, I'm thinking to like, you know, little things that I've seen my husband do for a stranger, like when we're out and it gives me like a nice warm feeling. And I always just assumed it was because it was my husband. And so I was like happy that he was doing something nice, but actually you can just witness strangers is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. That is so cool. Okay. So let's talk about kindness in the workplace because you know, where you start off with of, you know, kindness seems 
mushy or feminine or soft. Like that's something I often hear managers talk about is I don't want to be the pushover and I I don't want to just be seen as their friend. So like, how do I balance being kind and tough or being the boss? What does that look like in the workplace? So I would say there's my thoughts of what it looks like and how I apply it as a manager and a CEO myself. I think it's up to each individual manager to really think about who they want to be and how they're showing up. And then their choices are a reflection of those desires often. And I think it's about tweaking any choices we're making that don't actually reflect who we want to be. So if people are saying, I do want to be a kind leader, but I don't know how to balance that with being tough, I feel like they're in many ways that you can actually apply both being tough and kind. And so for me, what that has looked like in practical application, I have high standards. I expect a lot from my team, but I also am consistent in making sure they know that we have a safe space. I have an open door policy. If they are struggling with something, they're not meeting a goal or an output that they need to bring it to me. And by cultivating that, people know that even if they're not able to deliver in the way that I need them to, I'm here to talk through and process with them. And often it's because perhaps they're marching towards the wrong goal. And that gives me pause to make sure I'm even setting up the team to be successful and I'm adaptable myself. The biggest thing I've learned with what kindness looks like when it comes to managing is that you have to recognize we all are learning from each other. I never want it to be one-sided. And kindness for me is a reflection of saying, I too am here to learn from you. I don't have it all figured out. And that was a process of, of recognizing the humility and allowing myself to say, yes, you might be the leader, you might be the manager, the boss, the CEO, but that doesn't mean you're ever going to stop learning and growing. And I hope to be surrounded by people from interns to volunteers, to board members, to colleagues who I can learn something from. And I'll also say in our research, what we've seen is oftentimes what people are looking for from their manager is those micro behaviors. It isn't that they need to see a pushover. I think people want to work for someone they respect, someone who's willing to take that tough stance. But when that manager is taking the time to do small actions like checking in and saying, I really want to know how are you doing? Not in a fleeting way, I'm fine, but actually getting to the crux of how someone's doing. When they come and smile and ask how your day is going, how your weekend was. In those small ways, you're showing your colleague and your team member that you care about who they are. And those are the ways that people feel valued. It's that they want to know that this is beyond a numbers game and the bottom line, that they're a part of a team that's invested into who they are as an individual. Yeah. And this makes so much sense. And, you know, I think about the difference between being kind and being nice. And to me, a pushover boss is like a nice boss. Like like they never want to rock the boat. They never want to give you the bad news. They don't want to do anything that could be hurtful or frustrating to a colleague. But a kind boss is tough and they can have high expectations and they can drive towards deadlines, but they approach people and the setting with generosity and with understanding and with listening. And it's exactly what you're saying of, you know, being open to learning and to recognizing that it's not their way or the highway, that being tough and being kind are not in conflict and actually being kind. It's almost like a mentality of how you approach 
the team and how you approach the world. At least that's how I think about it. No, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And the real reframing that I would encourage people to try and have around this is it actually takes great strength to choose kindness. So if you look at any time where you've been betrayed or hurt by somebody, or you feel like you're in a work setting and someone interrupted you in a meeting, or they spoke over you, or you know these everyday interactions that take place. As humans, we can be bruised by that. We can feel resentful, upset. And those range of emotions, understandably, feed into a lot of negativity, and they can reflect or become a reflection of how we then choose to respond and treat people. But when you're saying, I'm willing to take all of that and rise above and try and choose kindness, even if it's hard, that takes great strength and effort to be willing to do that. And to me, that's not being a pushover. That's demonstrating the fact that you're saying, I'm willing to go the greater length to do what's what's good and right for the betterment of the team and the mission and the work that we're doing. And uh, when you sit down with that person and you are able to acknowledge this was hard on me, that is very difficult for people to do. And that's why so often that doesn't happen, especially in a work setting. It's you don't want to let your guard down. You don't want to show how you were affected. But all of that has been what we've investigated to understand what kindness really means to people. It's acts of forgiveness. It's choosing to let something go. It's choosing to say, even though this is hard on me, I want to rise above it. And that's all reflective of our choices that are, are actually kind and, and demand strength of us. Do you have any stories from people? Because I know one of the things you guys do is also collect stories. So do you have any stories that um, kind of show what happens when someone chooses kindness? Yes, so many. <laughs> so I will say we were working with a company and they were doing some surveying on how it was an anonymous survey on how people felt about their managers. And one of the examples that was recurring is when the manager comes off the elevator, they never say good morning. That was an isolated experience that we had in this one work setting. Well, at the same time that that was happening, we were doing our own surveys with our, we have a citizen scientist program with about 450 volunteers in more than 40 countries where we put out surveys and we invite them to help us understand what kindness looks like in various environments. And our workplace cohort is our largest one. And we wanted to hear from them, what are the things that would most help you if your manager did these things consistently? And one of the things that rose to the top was a manager who says, good morning. And so here we are getting this research in from around the world that people often just want to feel like they're, again, being seen by their manager. They're getting that good morning first thing when they come in the office. And we didn't know about these anonymous survey results coming in with this one company, but we shared that example. And he grabs my arm basically and says, that literally was the request is that I would start to say good morning. And the minute I did that, getting off the elevator and just trying to acknowledge the team, looking people in the eye, good morning, how are you today, has been a total culture shift. Again, it's these micro behaviors that we're making. And that is often what has the largest implications. We've also done a research study where we went into 
a college in Long Island. And we worked with about 200 employees where they were part of a study to help us understand what acts of kindness did to improve employee engagement and employee well-being. And so these hundreds of employees took pre-surveys and then every week we gave them a list of acts that they could try and do that were bespoke to their environment based on our pre-research that we had done with them. And the stories from that were so phenomenal because people were very skeptical. We, you know, we gave them a list that said, write a handwritten note to a colleague who you think is un- underappreciated. Go over to an office that you might not be working near and uh, drop in and say hello. We work with many people who are virtual and distributed in this college campus had people all over the place. And so it wasn't easy to really physically see each other. And so what does digital kindness look like? How are you engaging people on email and Slack? And we gave them all these ideas for these micro behaviors. And when we did the qualitative feedback and the post surveys, everything was affected. So all the employee engagement, employee well-being, and we even looked at their life satisfaction, all of it had increased. And people said, I never realized how much I needed to know that I was valued. And that handwritten note changed everything about how I was showing up. Or I've never talked to anyone in this one particular office and having them slack me and say, hey, I know we've never really worked together, but I want you to know that I think, you know, you're wonderful from everything I've seen from afar. These small stories is what transform people's experience and engagement working for this college. Those are a few examples that come to mind. I love those. And thank you for talking about working at a distance because, you know, as you know, we're talking about this right now in the middle of social distancing, which, you know, whether or not people are still doing this by the time this episode airs, remote working is definitely here to stay. And, you know, figuring out how to show kindness at a distance is not the easiest thing to do. So I appreciate that you gave some examples for that. If you have any of the other examples or specifics, if you want to mention them. Yeah, so one of the things that we actually tried to do recently was understand what are the acts that are most effective during a time like this of quarantine and and social distancing. And we're going to be sharing those results out and putting them on our site for people to come and get inspiration. But I can say a really, you know, quick glance of the results one of the things that people are looking for is outreach and just being checked in on. It can be an incredibly lonely and isolating time in general for people. And now that we're going through a place where we're not going into the office the way we were, and that for the foreseeable future is probably going to look very different for many of us for a long time to come. And so that simple text of just checking in and saying, I'm thinking of you, can go such a long way. And setting intentional video calls and making sure that there's context behind it. So I wanna have a call. Sure, you know, we're, it, again, we're not asking people to take hours upon hours to do something, but what does it look like to say, I just wanna have 15 minutes and tell you all the things I love about you or why I think you're so great to work with or, you know, this one memory I have that really stands out and put that into a card and and mail it to somebody. Those are things that you can do from your home, from your couch, and I still believe will have equal effect should they be done in person. All right. So if you are like, yeah, I am so into this kindness stuff, like I am right now, and I want to do more of this, but 
there's the one hand, like I could just do it personally and have the, the incredible impact that would have. But what if I want my whole team to like get on board with this kindness concept? Is there anything I should do as a manager to introduce this to my team as something that I think we all should be paying attention to? One of the things that I think would go such a long way, and we've seen incredible success with many of the teams we've worked with, is actually having a level set conversation around what does kindness mean to you and how do you value it, if at all, in a work setting. When you allow a posture of kindness to be welcomed, and as the manager, you're setting a precedent that you want to encourage it, it's a behavior you want to see more of, that gives permission to your team to say that it's okay to be kind. And that's often what people need. You know, there's a lot out there that almost feels like it's encouraging us, what we were saying earlier, to take this very tough approach. And that means that you have to almost be mean or something and, and that you can't be smiling or be kind or show compassion because it might demonstrate that you're weak or you're not investing into the goals. And I think that the manager's responsibility is to challenge that and say, on the contrary, I do believe kindness matters. I think that is a strength that we will see affect how we're showing up for each other. And it'll affect the bottom line, quite frankly. I mean, business is still business. When you're cultivating a culture where people are cared for, no one can argue that that's going to have positive implications across every part of your business. And so if the manager could go in and say, you know, even start a Slack channel. I'd love to know what are some things you're seeing out there that are encouraging you with acts of kindness or what do you think kindness means and how do you value it in the work setting and start to open up that dialogue. Even having the manager put their guard down a little bit and talk about when they did or didn't experience kindness and how that affected them. It again, it allows that vulnerability and that openness for other people to feel safe to do it themselves. And it feels obvious, but I think it's important for, for me to reiterate this. No one can say they don't want kindness, right? I mean, we are, we're not in a world where we really do want to be around meanness and, and bullies, but there's a certain shift and paradigm shift that can come when that's a behavior that we start to see and we become immune to it not being the norm. But from children, you know, little two-year-olds, there's so much research to show they're cultivating and nurturing empathy from the time they're two years old. And it's the experiences we have in our life that begin to shift our capacity for kindness. But I don't think there's anyone out there who would prefer meanness over kindness. And so it's more about how are you creating a space for kindness to be welcomed, appreciated, and encouraged. And I want to circle back to what you had said earlier about kindness sometimes is the harder path to go and how when you talk to your team about what kindness is and its importance and then witness it and then praise and reinforce and show gratitude when people have made those tough choices to be kind, right? Like that is so powerful as a manager. It's so powerful for the team and the people involved to see how when they choose kindness, the incredible transformation it can have in those moments. Like I'm thinking about when people give feedback, right? And you give feedback in a way that is really generous of spirit and you, the way that you say it, right? It's not what you're saying because what you're saying is always sometimes difficult to hear, mm -hmm. but the way that you say it, the choice that you've made to give that feedback, even though you know the other person is going to have a hard time hearing it, right? And then following up later and being like, 
you know, thank you for giving me that feedback. I know that wasn't easy for you to say, right? Like those little things, as you're saying, can just be so powerful. Exactly. And we're in a time where the entire employment landscape is shifting in a way that's completely unprecedented. And more than ever, I truly believe is when kindness needs to show up at the forefront of how we're making our decisions. Because research shows in times of crisis, people do want to choose kindness, but they often feel shackled by knowing what to do, how to do it, what's going to make a difference. And then you layer in these complications of how our well-being is being affected, our financial stability is being affected. There's all of these realities that we're being thrown at or thrown into right now. And so as people are moving forward during this uncertain time that lies ahead of us this year, my encouragement is to think about what is the way that I can put kindness at the front of how I'm treating people, recognizing that they're probably coming from difficult circumstances or they know someone who's going through difficult circumstances and will never be able to fully appreciate the wide range of implications this is having across our physical, emotional, spiritual, mental health this entire season. And within work, if you're having to go through those tough conversations of letting people go or cutting back hours or figuring out how you continue and persevere through this time as a team, an organization, a small business, whatever your circumstances are, it is that true demonstration of recognizing the humanity of all of this. And that to me, it's the human kindness. And that to me is going to have the most powerful effect of all of it. So if you're having to go through that, lead with kindness, be willing to see the person for who they are, even if you're making tough decisions. And that generosity of spirit that you just said, it will be immeasurable, the effect that it will have versus doing it cold hearted or having to do it without kindness. (laughs) Yeah, but I want to end on this such beautiful note, but it it, it is just so easy to try to remove the emotion to kind of, you know, be matter of fact. And the reality is that like, that's not what will make the difference, right? What will make the difference is the kindness. So we have to start to wrap up. So as you know, the show is called The Modern Manager. So can you tell us about one of the awesome managers that you had and what made that person so great to work for? Yes, absolutely. I've been humbled to work for some incredible leaders over the years. And the one who really stands out is a woman named Yukari Pass, who I worked with in my previous organization. And she's actually now a board member with kindness.org and her and her family are also generous supporters to us. But when she was my manager, she was someone who taught me one, what it meant to be a female and be a leader who had strength. And she was so equipped to be strong and kind. And that was really what gave me the impetus to realize just how much you could do both, that they weren't mutually exclusive. And in fact, they were mutually complementary or mutually beneficial to each other. And she pushed me to really own who I was. She helped me become someone that embraced all parts of my styles of leading, which were a little bit more on the soft, kind side of things. And she also encouraged me to stand up for who I was and what I believed in. And so I have endless gratitude for the way that she's challenged me as a leader and now as a mentor and a friend. So that would be my highlight manager for sure. She sounds amazing. What a blessing to have her in your life. 
And lastly, where can people learn more about you and your work? So kindness.org, that's both our org name and our website. And you can go there and see what we've done around kindness in the workplace and you can get involved. And on social, please do engage. We answer every single message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at kindnessorg. And then on Twitter, it's at kindness underscore org. And we'd love to hear from you. Any questions, if, if you want, you can also email me directly. I am Jacqueline at kindness.org. And please reach out. We're very excited about this mission and would love to see how we can help any of you wherever you are bring more kindness into your own lives and workplaces. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. I love learning from you and I am so excited that there are people like you who are helping the world become a kinder place. Thank you, Mamie. Jacqueline has offered a discount on her book, Be Kind, A Year of Kindness, One Week at a Time. It has stories of kindness that will make you just melt. The discount is available to members of the Modern Manager community. Go to themodernmanager.co slash join to become a member. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. Find that at themodernmanager.co. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at MamieKS.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.